is Women Who Rock, a podcast promoting Australian female musicians and artists. Joining me today is Sydney dreamy folk rock singer Ashlyn Young. Ashlyn, thanks so much for joining me for a chat. Thank you for having me. We are going to hear your single that you released. Uh, We're going to be talking about that and hearing that pretty soon. But I actually wanted to start off by talking about art kind of more broadly Mm -hmm. I saw on your Instagram that you're really into photography yeah and using film as well Mm. well how did you get into that I moved back to my parents family home a few years ago which they don't live in anymore so I moved in by myself and Mm -hmm. I kind of did some digging in my dad's old cupboards he's a musician as well so I thought maybe I'll find some good pedals or something and I came across a film camera And so I just messaged him and said, does this work? And he was like, yeah, go for it. So that's actually how I got into it. I just kind of found one and Right. It was just like a relic of your parents' past and you just borrowed it. And it turned out to be really good. Yeah. And I think that it's such a novel concept that you would find that and kind of fall in love with it because today, I guess it's such a different world in terms Mm. of the technology that we both have in our pocket right now. Mm. We can go and take a thousand photos and it's fine. Mm. But with film, I've never done it myself, but I understand that it's kind of, it's a process, right? Yeah. And is it something where it's kind of less disposable because you have to think more carefully about what you're doing? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it costs money as well. So when you're first starting out and you can't see it, obviously, while you're taking photos, so... It takes a while to get used to a camera if you're not used to using one, like a film camera. Mm. Um, And you kind of figure out the first few rolls of film that you get developed, how much it costs. And then you really, you like I actually got a bit weird about, like too picky about photos being taken because of of the money and because of that. But then I learned to relax a bit and, you know. How much does it cost now to get like a roll of film developed? So if you're getting... Oh, no, like 20 bucks. Oh, right. Actually, there's a place up the road from here which you can get them developed and you just get like the scan and that's $13. But yeah, if you want the actual film, like the photo, it's 20 bucks. So it adds up. Yeah, right. Mm. I have been rereading the Patti Smith book, Just Kids, Mm. and it talks about um, the life of the photographer, Robert Maplethorpe. Mm. And he, this is in like the 70s. Mm-hmm. So I guess at that time they didn't really have an alternative to using film. Mm. But it talks about the idea that because they were like extremely poor and because the film is so expensive, it changed the way, almost changed the way that he viewed the world mm. because he had That's to be so like meticulous about what he was doing. Yeah. And everything counts. Yeah, totally. I think it's really interesting that you've been drawn into that world in 2018 or 2017. Yeah. Where everything is so, like, disposable. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it is interesting. It also, it makes you really focus if you're taking a photo of a person. Like, I love taking photos of people, just my friends or, like, particularly musicians. And it makes you really focus on their body language because you know you only have 24 photos and then that's going to cost you a certain amount. 
you you want to like you and you want it to be really good because you want them to use it and for them to like it. So you it's like it makes you focus on the art more because you're so like kind of determined to make it right. Could you explain that a bit more about focusing on the body language? Yeah, so cuz when you're taking a photo of someone, it suddenly like just like something happens to them. They move like their face changes, their body changes. And then even like I I reckon like each like passing second everything's changing like just gradually and so you have to be really patient and they have to be patient while you're kind of waiting for them to relax a bit or you kind of learn or even their sense of humor or I don't know like something they like doing that someone might know what they want in a photo like what they want to look like and then they'll eventually get there so you have to you, you almost have to like learn what someone wants and you have to learn what you want. It sounds a bit That's like dramatic. But it makes it like a two, <laughs> uh, makes it like a two way process. Yeah. It's like, you're, it's so like deep. You're learning about yourself and someone else and then you're taking photos. Does that make it interesting with the subjects? I because think so, they're, yeah. they're participants in the process as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think I take it pretty seriously. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's it's probably not that serious for everyone. But, yeah, I, I really like to focus while I'm doing it. And what you're talking about, the money thing as well. It, it Everything comes into it with film. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's going on. It's kind of interesting that we're talking now about a contrast mm. between old and new. Mm. And the new technologies being so disposable and then forcing a precise focus <clears throat> by using film. Mm. But in the 70s, it would have just been like, that's it. This is photography. Yeah. You have film, so you have to focus on everything. Yeah, totally. I just think it's so cool that you were kind of drawn into that. Do yeah. you know what drew you into that? Or Yeah, it's the quality of it. So it's kind of like, I guess, like vinyl compared to a digital. Mm. I'm drawn to that visually with film versus digital. So that's... What got? Because when I was a kid, I used to use my dad's Polaroid camera. Like I was obsessed with it. Like I'd I'd beg him to let me take photos, and so you know he'd say like, "Okay, you can take two today," and I would have been re- like four or something. So I've just always been, yeah, just really interested in photography. Not not like in a way that I've gone and studied it or anything like that, but yeah, I just I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. I also noticed that. You talking? You were talking about the kind of you like to take photos of people mm. to try and really capture that special moment. But I saw that a lot of the stuff that you've taken with film as well is kind of looking at the nature mm. around you as well. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah. Well, I guess growing up in the Blue Mountains gave me an eye for I don't know capturing nature, or I guess just being involved going on bushwalks and going for runs in the bush a lot, you kind of notice, uh, I guess, the detail in nature. Like even if you're going for a bushwalk uh, where I lived in Hazelbrook, um, you'll see like a huge range of colours if just by walking and kind of glancing down. So I, I don't know. I think even that, that made me interested in taking photos of nature. But mm. I guess nature is also just a nice thing that's comforting for a lot of people so I guess it's like a nice thing to take photos of 
it's kind of reliable. You can kind of, you know, you're going to get a nice shot. So it's easy, I guess. It sounds like like it's like a really, like, artist's perspective Mm. of, you know, there might be something there and 100 people will walk past it. Mm. But you want to see it and, like, focus on it Mm. and look at the minute details Mm. and try and understand what's going on. Yeah. I think that's really cool in a disposable world. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. great talking about photography but I guess I'm interested in how so you're obviously drawn to this process Mm -hmm. in terms of your music yeah and in terms of capturing that music do you also I guess kind of cherish the older ways of doing that as opposed to maybe like a really slick production in Pro Tools or something do you think there's maybe a link between the two oh yeah yeah absolutely I'm I'm like one of the fussiest people with, I'm so, I can't stand like a slick sound. I just can't do it. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's really cool. I guess it's just an interesting way that you kind of look at the world. (laughs) Yeah. I can, I can appreciate like a slick sound if it's, I guess, done in a particular way. But yeah, I think the, the sound quality of, um, of analog I don't know. I just, I just love it. Well, let's talk a little bit about. So you had a, I think it was October or November last year that you released uh, your single mm-hmm. down your lane. Yeah. So that one was recorded. Was it recorded at your house? At that same house? It or? was recorded. Uh, my boyfriend has a shed. Um, he has out at his parents' place at Sackville North. Okay. So he has like a whole bunch of music gear that he's collected over a few years and just a bunch of musical stuff up there. So he records his own stuff there and offered to record my stuff there too, which was cool. So we just did it in a shed. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like everything you're doing is kind of like retracting from the rest of society (laughs) and doing your own thing. Oh, yeah. It's fun. I like it that way. Yeah. Cool. So it's the first single. Let's have a listen to that now and then we'll come back and have a bit more of a chat about it. Perfect. So this is Ashlyn Young with Down Your Lane.
That was Down Your Lane by Aislinn Young. Aislinn, you've been writing these songs for a while, uh, sort of a couple of years, but you've really quite recently started to play a lot of live shows. Yeah. How has that been going from being secluded in this house by yourself, writing all this music, and then entering it out into the world? It's been great um, because I've been able to flesh the songs out and hear them with other people. So because because I was living by myself and playing these songs by myself for quite a while, I could imagine what they'd sound like. You know, I can imagine all the other instruments, but actually being able to hear them, like hearing them live is sometimes still really new to me because I'm so used to just playing them by myself. Mm. So that's been great. It's just been, yeah, a lot of fun and really encouraging for more writing because I can hear now a direction or I can hear specific things that I want like the people that I'm playing with to do or for myself to do. So, yeah, it's just been positive and really fun. Pieces of the puzzle are kind of slowly forming into place. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So have the songs that you will ultimately be recording kind of evolved quite a lot as well by doing these live performances? I think so. I think so. It's sometimes Ooh. it's hard to know because mm. you, yeah, I think so. Though. Yeah, I'm going to say yes. We were talking <laughs> a little bit before about the majesty of Neil Young. I was looking, interestingly, at the artists that you kind of listed as your big influences. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you're a big Neil Young fan. Mm-hmm. I saw people like Dylan, uh, Nick Drake as well. Mm-hmm. Are there some really, like, key female voices that you really draw on as well? Yeah, I love the band Mazzy Star. Their lead singer, she's really she's really nice in her stillness, like, as a performer, but also as a vocalist. I mean, Stevie Nicks is obviously a strong front woman. Mm. She's inspiring. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting it's that you're kind of... Of the ones that you had listed, it's like kind of all male and all from a pretty specific era as well. Yeah. It's like you're digging the like late 60s. Yeah. Early to mid 70s is kind of where your soul rests, it seems. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. I can dig that. I'm pretty much with you as well. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had this, I guess, one official single that you've released recently. Yeah. But what is the plan for the future. You have an EP or an album on the way? Looking at an album. Okay. So I have uh, a whole bunch of songs that I want to record. I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to go about it, I guess. Yeah, how I want to capture that album. So will you be doing recordings in the shed? Maybe. I'm definitely recording another song. Because that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be doing that very, like, in the next few weeks with Jack, so that'll oh, be really? fun. Yeah. We were writing one together, actually, yesterday, which I'd kind of started. This is so, hot off the press, then. Yeah. We're both, like, ready to go with this one. So, so if you have that one, is the plan to release, to record that and release a single? Yep. In the next. In the sort of start of this year? Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe work towards an album? Yep. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. That's kind of a big ambitious thing, I guess, not looking to do an EP first. You're just jumping straight in. Yeah, I don't going know straight why. To I'm, I'm not interested in doing an EP for some reason. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've never imagined myself doing it. I just want to do an album just because, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'll do. It's so 
it's really cool that you all the things from the old days are the things that you like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't like digital recordings, like losing film. You worship the concept of an album. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> nice. Like from a different era. <laughs> It's time for Tell Me a Thing, where I have a list of seven topics, and I ask you to choose one and tell me something about it. The topics are musical equipment, recording equipment, Patti Smith, punk rock, poetry, death, and politics. Aislinn, can you please tell me a thing? I'm going to tell you about some musical equipment. Okay. The other day, I was in Windsor, and I was at... I was at Vinnie's. Okay, so I looked around, T-shirt section, pants section, CD section, didn't find anything. And then I was walking out and I like as I turned out of the shop, I just saw like from the corner of my eye these like beautiful massive speakers which were like wooden and then the covering of the speaker was brown. It didn't have like the modern plugs that you'd put into your... Old you school. know, your device or anything. Right. Yeah, yeah, completely old school. And I was like, I need those. They just look amazing. And it was like two for four, like both of them for 40. So I, I bought them and then took them back to the shed, plugged them in. I think Jack's dad knew, you know, how to do it. He figured something out. And then we actually listened to some Neil Young through them. And the quality of them was amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. What a find. Yeah, yeah. It was really nice. It was really nice. They had that real, it was like very warm. And I've never, I've never heard speakers like that because it was like the warmth, but without the really clear sound. Because if you have speakers now, you know, it's like they can be warm, but they're going to be really clear. Mm. And so, yeah. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> you really took a risk there. Yeah. I don't think I've ever bought any electrical equipment from a Vinnie's before. Yeah. I actually think it was the first time I've done it. Yeah. It was very successful. Yeah, right. <clears throat> so now the shed has these amazing... And $40. $40. Are you kidding me? $40. You know, people spend thousands of dollars on speakers. I know. I know. So that was nice. That's such a good news story. <laughs> yeah. And it's a good... <laughs> it's a ringing endorsement for Vinnie's. It sure is. Maybe we should all go there if we want to listen to Neil Young. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Windsor, Windsor Vinnies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Aislinn, thank you so much for coming and chatting with me on Women Who Rock. Thank you for having me. Women Who Rock is proudly produced in the Sydney studios of Do As Are 107.3.